What is up, world? And welcome back to another episode of the Seeds of Success podcast. It's your host, Colin Walters, and it has been a long time since we published the last episode. It's almost been two years, 652 days to be exact. And I did not have any intentions on taking this long in between sets. Life got crazy. I made a lot of excuses as to why I did not publish an episode, but lo and behold, here we are almost two years later, and I could not be more excited to be back in the saddle and doing this thing. Um, A lot has happened since that last episode back in 2020, including switching companies, new roles, moved to the state of Oregon. And most excitingly, just proposed to my now fiance, Shelby. And so we have officially begun wedding planning, um, which is super exciting. Uh, Along the lines of wedding planning, um, I've actually um, officiated five weddings since the the last episode. And low low key, um, you know, uh, shameless plug right here is that I'm trying to grow that, that side hustle. So if you or anyone that you know needs a a wedding officiant to bring some fire to your ceremony, let me know, give me a ring. (laughs) And, um, you know, besides that, like obviously a lot of of life in between and uh, I'll spare you the details, but I just want to say how excited I am to be back on the podcast and microphone. Had a lot of people actually asking when the next episode was coming out and, you know, I got a lot of content in the works and being created as we speak. Um, you know, with the full intention on bringing you those messages of hope and inspiration and fresh ideas and new perspectives on how to tackle life and implement seeds of success into your daily life, whether that be for work, parenting, relationships, um, training, right, personal, professional side, whatever it may be. I'm just excited to, to share, hopefully, what you find to be valuable and conversations that I have with people and different people I meet throughout life and different work experiences and personal experiences, whatever that may be. I'm just, you know, hopefully going to be adding value and in, into your life as you continue to listen to this. And I am thankful for the, for you listening. Um, you know, and all that aside, I am excited to present to you with our first formal interview um, on the show. I took some time to speak with Sam Brighter a runner, a tech sales expert, so you know we got along great, entrepreneur and founder of Run Brighter. Sam is fully committed to growing a digital running community, which is being done through motivational, educational, and entertainment-based content on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and his podcast, which is called the Run Brighter Podcast. That's brighter spelled B-R- E-I-T-E-R. And Sam also gives out free running plans on runbrighter.com. And so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, family and friends, I am very excited to welcome to the show, Mr. Sam Brighter. All right, Sam, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Colin. Super excited to be on Seeds of Seeds of Success here. You bet, man. Um, appreciate you jumping on. I know it's what 10 15, 10, 10 07 your time PM after a couple fantasy drafts, I think I saw. So Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a little after 10, but it's all good, man. I'm I'm a night owl. Um I'm always working, I feel like, when I'm awake, and yep. I typically don't fall asleep till about midnight, 1 a.m., so I'm glad to be on the show today, and glad we were able to make a time work. Cool, man. Well, glad to have you on, and I know that we tried doing it last week, and then you got, like, almost, you know, very sick, and so we had to postpone it. You you doing good and re- recovering okay? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. You know, the, the story is is pretty wild and I'm I'm happy to tell it because all yours. The best way that you learn is by going through experiences, right? And so I um, you know, and I'm happy to give a background too um in a minute, but for those who don't know, my name is Sam Brighter and I actually, you know, I'm a runner, but I'm I create content in that space as well. 
and I ran a marathon last week, or it was two weeks ago, actually, from today, two Wednesdays ago, the Siri Chimnoy Marathon, which is a local marathon over in New York where I live. And after the race, I took a day off from fitness. And then on Friday, I got back into both running and going to the gym, which I love both running and going to the gym. And then I also wanted to celebrate the success of completing the marathon like I typically do. I'll have like a weekend of like going out with friends and just like not really worrying about things. Because I think after a few months of hard work and training, you kind of owe that to yourself. But my biggest problem was that on Saturday, I pretty much like overdosed on caffeine, which I didn't really realize you could do. So I started the day drinking two cups of coffee, well, a super coffee, which isn't a bottle equivalent to two servings of caffeine. I then went to the gym and had a scoop of pre-workout in the afternoon. And then Saturday night, I went to meet up with some friends and my buddy bought me a double vodka Red Bull. And I was just like, okay, yeah, whatever. And I, I forgot, I haven't drank a double vodka Red Bull, honestly, probably since college. I kind of moved away from that for a little bit, but I kept ordering them because I, after that first one, I was like, oh, this was really good. So I probably had like three or four. And then Sunday morning, I woke up feeling fine. I met up a friend for another cup of coffee and then I headed over to the Mets game. And then while I was at the Mets game, I honestly started having like, heart palpitations, really bad nausea, super dizzy. And then I like went home and it was a rough Sunday, kind of fought through it. But Monday and Tuesday, I felt fairly off as well. And then Wednesday, I started getting those those palpitations again in the heart, Mm -hmm. which is not normal at all. That's a scary feeling. Yeah. So I headed over to the ER and uh, they pretty much said like they did all these tests. They said I was incredibly dehydrated. So you know, not the way that, you know, I wish I could start the podcast off with, but I think it's good to know hydration. It's a serious topic when you're training and competing at the highest level in any sort of performance sports, whether it's running or martial arts, even whether you're playing basketball, it doesn't really matter if you're going to go ahead and do something that could potentially dehydrate you. And then you are drinking alcohol, drinking excessive caffeine, things that dehydrate you as well as not giving your body a lot of time to recover, it's rarely going to have the effect that happened to me, but it can happen. And you want to make sure that doesn't happen. So I'll start it off with that tip to make sure to be super hydrated and to not overdo the caffeine or the or alcohol, you know, even up to a week after any high level of performance that you do. Well, you know, first off, congrats on the marathon, right? And then rightfully so wanting to celebrate. Right. I think that we can both agree it's important to celebrate victories. Um, you know, it's also a point of, you know, knowing who you are, knowing yourself and then being being smart in those ways. And but I think that honesty and vulnerability goes a long way, Sam. And, you know, there's a lot of people who can probably relate to that, including myself. You know, like there's those times where you may have one or two too many. And, um, you know, but at the at the core of it, I think the underlying message is that we all really cherish our health. Right. And no matter what we're doing in life, it's all for not if we're not healthy human beings and taking care of our physical, mental, spiritual well-being. Right. And so and I, and I think it's a, a good segue. Um, and I want to thank you for sharing that and, and being vulnerable. Um, and I think it's a good segue into, you know, who you are, Sam, and kind of what you're about telling the audience a, a little bit about Run Brighter. And, and you know, so if you want to go ahead and take a step back and introduce yourself. Also, I think that'd be a a great next step here. (laughs) I don't want the audience to think I'm like an alcoholic or caffeine addict by any means. I typically am there. Like I'm very big on moderation with everything in life. Right. But, you know, I think something I learned from that experience is that ultimately, you know, I got to make sure to keep that moderation going after any high level performance. But yes, I would love to introduce myself so my name is Sam Breiter. Um, I'm originally from Long Island, New York, 25 years old, currently now living in New York City. I went to college actually in Ohio, Ohio University, not to be mistaken for Ohio State. So we are the Bobcats. Okay. Vision One School where I studied business, but I got two different majors there, both in sport management and marketing. No and kidding. I got to get in sales. Yeah. Yeah. Sport management. Here we, here we go. Same here. We are. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, when I first went to college, I mean, I didn't really know what I wanted to do at all. 
I knew that I wanted to be working in an area that I was passionate about. And in high school, I competed competitively running and track, but also enjoyed both watching and playing other sports. And I really like the business side of it. I really like the sales side of it. I've been selling baseball cards since I was probably in fifth grade, um, you know, buying and flipping that, you know, buying and flipping baseball cards was always something I liked. And then just through college, having like different experiences in sales, I was like, okay, sales is what I want to do. Let's find something we like. But then as I progressed through college, you know, I started understanding the value and importance of money and wanting mm-hmm. to live a luxurious life or as much of a luxurious life as possible. No doubt. So after college, I actually graduated and worked in the mortgage industry for about three years. I stayed in Ohio and I, I moved to Cleveland, Ohio actually, and worked for Quicken Loans, which is now Rocket Mortgage. I'm sure everyone has seen all their commercials around March Madness and the Super Bowl with all their um, spiffs that they throw out during those times, um, which I enjoyed, but I was working a lot of hours. I was working about 65 hours a week, and I really fell away from my running, my fitness from that. And ultimately, I, I wanted to leave Ohio and eventually come back to New York was a big goal of mine, moved to the city, but I wanted to save some money first. So I eventually was able to save and move to Manhattan last June. So I'm coming on a little over a year now and actually worked at a cybersecurity company for about 10 to 11 months there and wasn't really the the right product for me that I wanted to sell and, and whatnot, but then eventually moved over to my new company which I'm now at Salesforce selling a product called MuleSoft, which is our integration and API management software. Um, we do it business to business and I work on our government team. So that has nothing to do with running, but I did mention earlier a background in sport management. When I was in college, I actually had the amazing opportunity of coaching the middle school track team, the local one for two years, and then the high school track team for a year. And from that experience, I did get to continue my running journey. I was at a point thinking of running in college, but it didn't, it was something that I didn't really necessarily want to do. I didn't want to be a division one, division two athlete. That was essentially my life was running. I love running and it now is a huge part of my life, but I always wanted the control on it. And I know that when you get to that level, you lose a lot of the control. You're staying on a team for a scholarship. And if you leave the team, then the scholarship goes away potentially. And so that's something that I didn't really want. I joined clubs and was coaching, which was really the best case scenario. But after I graduated, not only did I get away from fitness and running, but I also got away from coaching. And when I lived in Ohio, I actually gained probably about 40 pounds. I mean, I'm, I'm 5'10". I'm not a super tall guy but I was at my highest weighing about 200 pounds. And then after leaving that job, I decided, you know, I'm being honestly not really in the best place mentally. I wanted to commit my life back to running, back to fitness, get myself down to feeling healthy, to feeling active, to a point where I'm not walking up the stairs and and I'm tired. Mm -hmm. To someone who's, you know, in a sense, an impressive athlete in what I have the capability of doing and what I love. So I started running half marathons again um, and training up for running and started really enjoying those experiences, started getting some great PRs, losing the weight. So I got back into that fitness portion, but I was missing the running portion of it. And when I was at my previous job, I was thinking for a minute, I'm like, okay, do I go back to school, try to become a gym teacher and coach track and become an athletic director? It was an idea of mine, but I knew it was a lot more education that needed to come with it. And I started seeing all these different influencers on TikTok and Instagram, you know, essentially working full-time jobs or some eventually leaving those jobs to do this full-time and really having a lot of success and finding a lot of fulfillment with creating content. I mean, the people that inspired me, I would say from like the running end would be like Nick Bear, but I would say from the content creation end, Gary V. So the combination of those two people, you know, I realized, okay, like, Why can't I just create my own personal brand and do this on the side, do it as a way to coach people, Mm -hmm. but I don't have to leave my job. I can do it on the side and maybe it'll grow to 
a huge personal brand and I can monetize it and do really well down the line. Maybe it could be my full-time gig, or maybe it's just something that I do on the side alongside of what I'm doing. And that it's something that I love and that I'm finding a lot of fulfillment with, which is where I'm at now. And I'm almost, you know, Colin, I'm almost a year into doing this run brighter thing. Mm-hmm. And there's not a single day that I'm creating content or helping someone with running that I don't love doing it. And it's really great to just get that feel of coaching, but on my own schedule, creating the content that I like, it's nice too to like really have a full target market, like a full audience that I could work with. I work with high school people. I work with people who are, you know, 60, 70 years old and everywhere in between. So it's nice to really have an exposure to so many people to a global network and that's why I created Run Brighter, and that's why I enjoy it at this point. And I know that was a lot, but I'm a big yapper, so we'll get used to it here. But does that answer your question? That answers that question and probably 10 others that I had. So I think that's a, a, good, a good start. And thank you for the, the rundown. Um, and I think that it helps myself as well as the audience really understand, you know, where you started, what you went through to get to where you are. And a lot of, you know, side note, a lot of underlying similarities be, between you and I. Both studied sport management in in college, right? Both coached. I coached baseball for eight years uh, during college, after college. Um, wanting to give back is what it sounds like and be of service to people, both in tech sales. Um, you know, so I think it's no coincidence that you and I are, are talking here today and, you know, are, are hopefully putting together a message and forms of inspiration for, for people to go act on, honestly, is, is like the intention with this conversation. And just a little bit of background for the audience is that, Sam and I got connected uh, through his podcast, which you can find uh, at Run Brighter. Um, he interviewed a, a content creator in the in the running space, health and fitness space, Matt Choi. I was listening to that podcast, and um, it was actually you, Sam, who had mentioned the Austin Marathon, and that's when I stopped what I was doing and went and registered. Um, and then I reached out to you, and I'm like, yo, man, love the podcast. I wanted to reach out and get connected, and here we are a couple of weeks later. Um, doing this thing live. So, but I want to take a step back into a couple of things that you said and, and double click into um, one thing specifically is with COVID, like a lot of people had a lot of time to question what they want to do with their life, with their career, how they want to spend time, how they want to be a value to the community. Right. And I think what's powerful is that you did something about it while staying in your career and not having to go make a drastic change, right? Because there's some people who probably did go make that drastic change. And, um, you know, there's other people who didn't make any change, but are still wondering, you know, what if I were to start this? Like, what's a, what's a piece of advice you could say to people, you know, who are thinking about starting something, but they either feel overwhelmed about what are they going to do? What if it doesn't work out? Should they leave or should they not? Um, you know, I think that, oftentimes we can feel overwhelmed at the bigger picture of what we want to do, right? Like we see these content creators say Gary Vee with millions of followers and it seems daunting, right? Like what would you say is something for, you know, anybody who's listening to just take a step in that direction to just see if this is something that they could do, right? Maybe it is, you know, start cutting hair for people that can come over to their place. They don't have to leave their job. They can do it on the side or start their content creation. Like, what would you say are some, you know, one or two actionable steps that people can take away to start something? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I love this topic. So, I mean, I would say it's it's this, right? I mean, anything you do in life, you can do it and it's, it's very easy to do something and then turn around and be like, you know what? This wasn't something that I should have done. This isn't something that I enjoy. It's easier to do that than to not do something at all. And then to always mm-hmm. think about it and regret it. And guess what? If you if you take a chance on something that you think you might like, you have like a small feeling you might like, well, there's probably a pretty good chance that you will. And ultimately, if you do, it can completely change your life in phenomenal ways that could lead to so many different opportunities and so many different great feelings and moments that you would you would have never had if you never gave it a chance. Mm-hmm. And I think this applies whether we're talking about doing a side hustle or changing your career. 
I think people don't like the, I mean, not everyone, but a lot of people don't like the idea of change. They get comfortable in certain positions. They may get certain stresses and anxiety like, oh, you know, I'm good at this job. Am I going to be good at this job? Or, oh, I'm scared to quit. Like what's going to happen? Or I don't want to get rejected on these interviews. It all comes down to just thinking about the idea at the first place, figuring out what it is you like to do, right? Mm-hmm. And then from there, trying to take action upon it and just do the research, right? Like try to think of different ways to incorporate some different passions into your life. And if it is, for example, maybe you don't love your job, well, start talking to people who are at different jobs that you might be interested. Start trying to understand, like, do you qualify for this job? How is their experience? Go on different websites that give reviews and read about how their experiences are. Read the reviews on your company and see what people are saying about it. Talk to your coworkers and see how they're feeling about the vibe and the energy and the product and how things are going. I mean, look at retention numbers. If people are leaving your company a lot, it's probably because there's something internally wrong there. If people are at a different company and they're staying and they're getting promoted and they're making LinkedIn posts, boosting up their company, well, it's probably somewhere that has open arms and has a good culture. And then, so that's like as far as like moving jobs, because that's something relevant. I mean, I'm in my third job in the last four years. And right. I mean, that's, that's a decent amount. So I've gone through that and it's never fun, like filling out the resume and starting to have those conversations. But in comparison to the amount of time that you'll end up spending at at a different company, spending maybe a month of a few hours extra per day in in preparation of like a new resume and networking, it's going to be, it could be years and years of experience down the line that's going to be more positive. And I mean, if it's a side hustle, that's something that anyone can just do and start alongside of their job. And I mean, listen, talking in front of a camera was something that I never was doing. I was never someone that had like Snapchat stories or like Instagram stories with my own personal page. I've always been someone that's social and that likes to help people and like that likes to coach, but I never really did it on social media. But that's because the the life that I had, the messages that I would have portrayed wasn't something I wanted to publicize. But once it's something you want to publicize and something you really enjoy and something you want to get to know more people in that community with, once you start doing it, it might be weird for a couple of weeks, but you really start getting used to it. You really start getting comfortable and it starts to become fun and you start meeting great people like Colin, I would have never met you, but now I know someone on a personal level who's running the awesome marathon. I'm sure we'll meet up there. I always wanted to go to Oregon. I didn't know anyone in Oregon. Now I know someone in Oregon. I can hit you up. Like you don't get that experience all the time, especially when you're just like staying within your same friend group, staying within your city. So doing these things, it's just going to open doors up in life. And my biggest advice is just try it. And if you don't like it, then just stop. And Mm -hmm. you can always do something different or you can just continue things as they were before. Mm -hmm. How long would you say to try it for? Or is, (laughs) or is that, that's a tricky question, right? It's like, is maybe it's just like a feeling Right. I mean, you obviously haven't got to that point or things are going well. You know, um, you're about a, almost a year in. You- almost a year in. Yeah. I mean, as far as like how long to try it for, I mean, I think it's, it depends what's important to you. Like for me, if I don't make a dollar ever with Run Brighter, mm-hmm. I'm still going to do it. I mean, maybe if it, after 10 years, I'm not making anything off of it, maybe I'll change to like more of like in-person coaching instead. And like, you know, that might be what it is. I mean, it depends on the time, but the world's always changing. Right. But I think that eventually there'll be opportunity for that for me. It's just, it just takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, if you're in it just solely to monetize, then I mean, I, I think it's, it's not about the amount of it's a tough question. I mean, it's hard to measure. I think it's, it's different for everything, you know, with a running page compared to a page you're talking about cryptocurrency or a page you're talking about celebrities. I mean, there's going to be different audiences, but I mean, I think 
it ultimately comes down to when you when you stop enjoying it, when you stop feeling that level of hustle, and if you're not monetizing it and you're financially motivated, I mean, maybe after like two years, I would be like, maybe maybe this isn't the right thing for you. But if it's not about monetizing it, then it's about when you stop enjoying it. Yeah. Um, question that I had, it, it crossed my mind when you were talking about getting started. Um, you know, dialing in on content creation or something where people are putting themselves out there, right? Maybe it's blogging, maybe it's writing, maybe it's some form of, you know, a, a new job where it's, you know, you're speaking to people or, you know, and you get the, you know, a lot of people I feel like can have that fear of what other people are going to think, right? And maybe you're thinking, you know, what's Susie Q from high school going to think about me posting these runs where I got my shirt off, but I don't care because I'm out here, you know, getting after it, right? Or you got, uh, you know, um, you know, wh whoever looking at your stories, right? I'm, Maybe that crossed your mind. Maybe it didn't. I mean, you were in sales in New York since age five and probably just rolls off the back at this point. So, um, you know, my, maybe it's easier for you. But did you ever deal with like the fear of what people would think? I feel like that's something that a lot of people can probably relate to, myself included. Um, yeah. You know, but it's just a matter of like doing it. And, and how do you get how do you get over that if, if you ever did have that? Yeah, I mean, it was something at the beginning when you're making that decision to take the first step, right? When you start filling out the Instagram page and you start thinking about what a logo is going to look like, those little first step things that you're, you know, are part of this process of creating a brand or starting anything. Um, you know, yeah, you'll start thinking like, what are people going to think of this? But truthfully, through my experience, I expected to have like some people maybe like talk some smack to me about it because honestly i in college like i was in a fraternity with 60 people and my friends from here like all great people but are the type of people where if they have something they can like make fun of you about oh, they'll, they'll do, find it they'll they'll find it and they'll oh, like, you know. to me, so mm -hmm. like to my face so i know i have those people who who would do that but I'm really surprised. I mean, maybe it's a little different now that, you know, I'm a couple of years out of college and that's all in the past, but I, no one I'm close with has said anything to me directly negative about what I'm doing. Yeah. Like we'll be out and like, people will like bring it up and like, you know, say some things, but like never anything that like bothers me. Nothing that I really think is truly meant to be an insult. Um, and honestly, the amount of support I've gotten has blown me away from people in my inner circle, the amount of people that bring up the content or just say like how they respect what I'm doing, how they would never do it, but how cool they think it is that I'm doing it and how committed I am mm -hmm. and how much, how hard I'm working and how do you find the time? People start asking me for advice on how like, they could just handle the regular day jobs as a result of them seeing me do my day job and seeing me do this both at, you know, high scale and high volume. So, I mean, yeah. And I mean, like outside of that, like in general with people I might not know, I've had like a few, like people give me like comments that might challenge what I do, but none of that bothers me because it's all just engagement, right? And so the more people engage, the, the better your, more your page will show up. And it's an opportunity to learn. Like there was one that was really silly. I used to do this thing on TikTok called Music Monday, where I'd like put a song on and I'd be like, yeah, I'm like listening to this today. Like this was a great song to run to, shout out. And I did like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. And like in honor of them, just to be funny, I like chugged a bunch of um, red pepper flakes and someone commented on it, like being like, that's not enough. And I was just like, all right. And I made another video and I like had like 10 times the amount of pepper flakes. And then he was like, respect, threw me a follow. And now he like, honestly likes a lot of my stuff. So I don't know. The whole point is, I don't think anyone really cares. And if you're worried about the judgment of others, I mean, you're always going to be judged for, for what you do. It doesn't matter whether it's creating content, your job, who you're dating, um, what TV shows you're watching, what type of coffee you drink, 
what type of diet you're on. People will always judge everything you do. But, but if you have the mindset of just not caring and doing what you're enjoying, being around the people you like, you're going to live a very happy life. I guarantee you that. And and I think, you know, I think people can A, respect it, right? Like knowing that you have a full-time job, you're doing this at 11 p.m. at night right now, right? And going to be knowing, you know, briefly knowing you, um, working on things after we're done, most likely, right? Like, and I think that people can respect that, man. And so, you know, between that and understanding what your why is, right? And the reasons for why you're doing it, I think between those two things, it can really help people get over that fear of not caring what people think, right? Ultimately, it's it's your life. What do you want to do with it? If you feel called to do something or shoot, if you just want to do something, do it. You know, it's it's your life. And um, there'll be, you know, what, what was it? A third of the people will support, third of the people will be like, whatever. And a third of people just really won't care. So, you know, and do it, do it for you and the people that you could potentially help is kind of the message that, that I'm hearing. Um, and because you wanted to try it and enjoy it. So um, switching gears a little bit, I want to transition to um, sales and running. You posted a, a great video that, that I um, enjoyed myself being in sales and a runner. Um, and you talked about why sales professionals should run, right? Yeah. Can you, can you talk a little bit about maybe a, a high level of what you, what you meant by that video and kind of share with the audience? Cause you know, a lot of business people and bit, uh, sales folk listening to this entrepreneurs and, um, you know, I just want, want to hear what the correlation is from, from your eyes. Yeah, no, I love that. And I love this topic as well. So, I mean, I think everyone should run, um, but I think that everyone naturally will have different reasons why they run. And I think every person based on your profession, or maybe if you're working or not, might have different motivators for why they'll want to run. And I think a lot of salespeople, at least successful salespeople, share a lot of the same personality traits in that we are people that are incredibly competitive. We're people that talk a lot through the day. We're people that, you know, deal with a lot of stress perhaps because we take our jobs incredibly seriously and because there are quotas and high demands with many organizations out there, pretty much every organization in sales, you'll find that. And so as a result, running for me, I truthfully think has improved my sales skills because First of all, if we talk about the stress and anxiety of it, I could be I could be having a rough day from not, you know, eight or nine, whenever I start to noon. And then instead of taking a lunch break, if I'm working from home, if I have like a 45 minute to an hour run on the calendar, I mean, I get get that time for lunch anyway. I'll break my day up with a run. And if it's a longer run, then I'll do it at the end of the day. But either way, I'm going to get a run. And at some point in the day, and I'm confident that even if I'm having a rough day of selling, even if some fire shows up or there's some pressure being put in, immediately after that run, as well as during that run too, that stress minimizes and you just stop caring. But not you don't stop caring in the sense that you're like, I don't want to work hard. You, you stop caring about the past. You stop caring about the stress and the anxiety and your focus increases and you just are ready to go and you're ready to just work your hardest and not worry, but just be proactive and be on the offense compared to being on the defense. Mm -hmm. So that's one huge thing about it. I mean, on the competitive side of things with sales, we all like being on the top of leaderboards, right? I mean, being the top person on the team is a, one of the best feelings to have with work. And with running, you can have that. I mean, obviously, I don't expect myself to be the best runner in the world, mm -hmm. but there's different goals you can set that put you in different statuses in running. For example, my goal of breaking a three-hour marathon. That's something that if I'm able to accomplish that on my next race, which is New York City on November 6th, yep. um, you know, then 
I'm going to be viewed as someone that is an elite runner, someone that the advice I give, the tips I give are respectable, that people are going to want to be coached from. And I think it's the same thing with someone who's hitting 150, 200, 250% of their quota. Someone's going to want to ask that person for tips on how to sell compared to someone who's hitting 50% every month. Mm -hmm. So I think those, those are really the main ways that correlate both running and sales. And I mean, you know, I think you can find that from going to the gym. You can find that from being on a softball team, but I know with running, the nice thing about it is first of all, it's free. Second of all, you can do it whenever you want, wherever you want. Salespeople travel a lot, right? And so you might not have access to a gym. You just bring your running shoes. You can go wherever. It's amazing. With, with going to the gym too, like you don't always, you know, besides like you can see gains, but I think seeing that number increase, mm -hmm. people really like. So that, that's why I think there's a nice correlation there. And I mean, I can basically echo everything that you said. I mean, I know for, you know, and this can go for anybody that is dealing with any sort of issue, right? Let If it's, you know, a deal you're working on in sales or something for your business you're working on or family or personal matter, whatever it may be, like, I'm telling you right now, some of the best ideas and most natural thoughts I've ever had have come from stepping outside and going on a run. Right. Like, and just letting your mind go and letting your, your, you know, subconscious go to work on trying to solve for the problem. And, you know, and things just become more clear on a run. Right. Like it just, it, it just makes so much sense. And so, um, yeah, well, I, I appreciate you sharing that. And I know that a lot of people can probably relate to those things. And, um, you, you mentioned breaking up your, your day. Like, how do you, um, do you have a morning routine or anything that, you know, you you live by to get your day going. I know you're a night owl, so maybe maybe you function differently. But uh, what what can you share to you know help people get started on on the right track with their days? Yeah, I love the you know this is a really good question because I think there's a lot of people out there that have really amazing routines that they're religious by and they follow, and it's great for them, and they inspire people to have those routines, and it works for them. But I think there's some people who struggle to find the right routine or they go in different, they, they, they have different routines that they try to do and then they don't last. And for me, my thoughts on routine is, listen, know yourself. If you're someone who needs a routine, who needs stability, great. If you're someone that maybe a routine isn't necessary for you, then that's okay too. And don't feel bad about that. Because for me, I'm someone that, it really depends with what's going on in my life. Um, I live a very unstable life. I mean, I'm a single guy in New York City. I like to travel a lot. I do a lot of work with content. Some nights are later than others. Sometimes I am doing activities that last later than others. Sometimes I have a 60 mile week with running. So it's hard for me to really get in a great routine. But I have certain non-negotiables, I guess you could say. I make sure that every morning, the latest I will get out of bed is 8.30. Mm -hmm. My workday theoretically starts any anytime between 8 and 9. So 8.30 allows myself to make sure that I'm able to get started by 9. This is when I'm working from home. I'm going to the office, I'll be an hour earlier, which I go into the office about once or twice a week. Okay. Um, so that's a non-negotiable. But by setting that bar, you know, I will, if I'm able to wake up earlier than 830, that's something that I view as a win for the day. I'm off to a good start. If I'm off at 745, 730, but I allow myself to make sure like that's that cutoff, like setting that bar for myself. Um, and then after I get up, I mean, I do the normal things, you know, I go to the bathroom, brush the teeth, wash the face. I do do breakfast. I historically have done coffee with either oatmeal or Cheerios with uh, milk and blueberries. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. I actually haven't, although what's, what's interesting, Colin, you know, talking about the change in routine mm -hmm. ever since the whole hospital situation, I haven't drank any coffee and I'm honestly starting to notice like it has made me feel a lot better over the last couple of days. At least I feel like I don't really like crash and go up and down. So like, that's something too, like coffee was such a huge part of my morning routine but because of the whole medical thing I dealt with, 
I, I've stayed away from it. I'm starting to see some benefits not having it. Maybe I'll only have coffee once a week now. Maybe I'll have it every day again down the line. Maybe I'll fully give it away, but we'll see. Like I think trial and error with different things yeah. is great, especially when you're trying to figure out your life, right? But I mean, after I, you know, get ready to go, I mean, I'll get right to it. 9 a.m. is the latest. I'll like start working. That's the non-negotiable. And I mean, I'll do emails. I'll do calls. I have like each hour of my day with work blocked out with a different activity. But that can always be changed based on any like internal or external meetings that I have. But I think like blocking off your calendar and like setting different plans for your day is a really good way to stay organized. Um, so like for me, I know that like five to seven, which is after work, I mean, this is an evening routine, but I make sure like that is dedicated fitness time. Like I will be either running, I'll be at the gym, I might be doing both, but like that is fitness time. Seven to eight is dinner and relaxing. And then eight to midnight, pretty much that's content. You know, I'll be doing podcasts. I'll be working on videos, reels, Instagrams, whatever it is I'm doing that is blocked off for that. I put the phone typically on do not disturb and I just grind and maybe some things come up and I'll take some breaks here and there and that's okay. But I try to make sure that that is the time to grow my brand on the side. And a couple of very important things to take away from there. One is your routine in the morning doesn't have to be perfect, right? And tailor it to you, right? If you know that you have a crazy schedule that is not, you know, it's it's not the same thing every day and there's inconsistency with it, right? Know that, get adequate sleep, like do what is best for you and and how you know that you and your body and mind function, which I think is very important, right? Because it can be easy to hear these, you know, million dollar routines and super successful routines that all these influencers are doing. However, it may not be, you know, a plug and play for everybody. And so I think it's important to to be real with people, you know, and, and hear that, there's you know more more ways than than one to to do this thing for for who you are. Um, secondly, big fan of the non-negotiables, right? Um, I think those are important to just hold yourself to the standards that that you hold for yourself. Um, you know whether that's be whether that be um, your start time for work, as you mentioned, or whatever your you know your one or two things are for the morning. For me, that's I gotta get a workout in. Like I gotta, I gotta sweat in the morning. That's my thing. It's typically a run. Um, right now, nursing some some little hip issue going on. So it was, you know, a Metcon workout in the gym this morning that that my buddy had sent me. And it's just like, you know, getting in, get getting moving for me and getting a sweat going. And then I come back, you know, shower, get ready, um, you know, and then coffee and, and get after it that way. So um, you know, but point being everything's different for everybody right um try my best i i would say like maybe three or four out of days of the week there's reading involved in there it's not perfect every time by any means this morning i i didn't but what i did is open the page i read a paragraph and took that away and that's what i kind of relayed into my day and my morning there um and then i'm glad that you got into the time blocking because i think that's huge and it was something that um, I wanted to cover earlier in our conversation and for the audience, just want to let you know that I would say 90% of the questions that I've asked Sam were not in the agenda that we went over. And so this is literally everything is just very ad hoc right now. And so Sam, thank you for being flexible and, and, uh, very, uh, I love doing it, man. in your responses. Yeah. Um, well, cool, man. Um, I would say, you know, as we go to, to wrap it up here, I know that some of the pre-planned questions that I did ask you uh, revolve around some questions that I like to ask guests, which is, um, you know, first one being favorite book. And that can be, you know, anything success-wise, business-wise, health, fitness, whatever it may be, man. What's a book that, that you got for yourself? Yeah. So, you know, I got this question from you and part of me was set, was thinking of, being like, hey, honestly, I'm not a huge reader, but I wanted you to ask me this question so I could talk about this. So for cool. me, I love learning about different things, but reading has never really been my way of honestly retaining a lot of information. 
So I'm someone that I love podcasts. And what I love doing too while I work is literally just like playing videos in the background through YouTube that are educational to me. And I'm not comprehending 100% of that, especially if I'm working. I mean, if the podcast, if I'm like dialed in on that, then yes. But I mean, in those areas, I guess I can cover, um, you know, I really like um, on the podcast side, Gary V's podcast. I mean, obviously I mentioned him earlier, but he's got like short 15 minute content creation motivation that I love. Um, I love the Tony Robbins podcast. That's a great one. Nick Bear has got a great podcast and the same they're, they're on, on YouTube too. Um, I just really like learning from successful entrepreneurs, self-made entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. um, just like learning their experiences, hearing their best practices and their motivation. And that's what pumps me up. That's what fuels me. And that's what motivates me to learn about different areas. So like Mark Zuckerberg, I was listening to a podcast with him and Joe Rogan, and they're talking about all this. That's that's another podcast I like. And they're talking all this virtual reality stuff. And I'm starting to think like, how can I get involved with that, with what I'm doing here at Run Brighter? And it's now I'm starting to do research on that. I don't know if I'm going to do anything with that, but, you know, I think listening to really successful people and hearing their ways of getting to success and their different ideas and different things, what they're working on is the best way that I learn. I, I love I love the response because it's it's the same message, Sam. It's not one size fits all for everybody. Everybody is so different. Everybody learns differently and comprehends things differently. And so, you know, point being, know who you are and adapt to that, right? Like, you know, you see somebody who's just an avid reader, reader and they devour books, like, but that's not you. Listen to podcasts, right? Watch YouTube. Like, I'm the, I'm the same way. Like, I I do really enjoy reading. Like, I love sitting down and reading a good book to take away and, and, you know, with the intention to implement. Um, But there's something to be said about podcasts and YouTube, where you can see somebody's physical reactions, right? And nonverbal cues of communication. And there's something to be said about listening to people's tones of voice, right? And, And actually hearing them and hearing their inflections on how they want you to really listen and understand what they are trying to portray. And not to mention that it's super practical to listen to a podcast um, or even, you know, having YouTube going while you're, um, you know, in the car or on a run or in a workout, like it's, you know, it's very easy to um, intertwine it into your daily life. But again, there's something to be said about the voice and actually hearing something for comprehension. Um, Big Nick Bear fan, by the way, I, I, just uh, just to plug that, I know that um, he was crossing my mind when we were talking about apprehension to what people would think, knowing his story about wanting to get started with content creation and getting, you know, a whole bunch of backlash from some former high school friends and 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 uh, colleagues and, you know, but continuing to push through because of his ultimate why. Right. And so, um, yeah, right, right there with you. Um yeah. And one thing I will say too, yeah. it's not to take away from anyone who enjoys reading. No, know no, yourself, no. right? If you love to read and that's how you learn the most. And so many people say like the best, what I enjoy the most is when I read a book and like, I feel like compared to watching a movie, when, when they come out with the book, they see, they see so much more value in the book compared to the movie. And listen, if, if that's, if that to you, then keep going with that. But just, I know myself and that's kind of how I am, but you know, I wish I was someone that could pick up a book and really like be, you know, learn a lot and be inspired by that. But that's just not who I am. But I, I just wanted to throw that out. <laughs> love it. Stay true to who you are. If you, if you love to read, do it. Um, oh cool. And next question was uh, favorite athlete. Who do you, who do you who do you look up to? Yeah, I mean, favorite athlete, Seafree Fontaine. I mean, you got a pretty good one on on your wall there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even though he's no longer alive and I never got to see him compete, um, I just I just love the the story behind him, right? I mean, I think the fact that this was a kid who, you know, really grew up in like a, an interesting household, didn't really seem to come from much from what I, you know, have read and heard and watched through different sources of content. And then pretty much goes and runs at Oregon. And 
obviously ran in a little bit of an unconventional way, but really at his core, just loved running, loved competing, gave his all. And it goes with my favorite quote, which I know is another question you're going to ask me, which is, you know, from him to give anything less than your best is to sacrifice the gift. And I look at this every morning. I mean, right behind me is my desk. Mm. I love looking up at, and for those who are just listening to this, I have my desk behind me and up, up, up top. I have all the medals I've earned from all the competitive races, as well as a Steve Prefontaine poster with that quote. He was competing in the 1972 Olympics in, in that photo. And, you know, I think seeing my medals is a way of understanding, okay, like, this is what I've accomplished. This is what I've done, but I'm not looking at the past. I'm using it as an opportunity to look forward and trying to like understand what am I going to fill the wall with next? And anytime I doubt going out on a run or different goals I have with running, I think of Prefontaine mm. and what he was able to do in his short life and how hard he worked and how much of a difference he made in people and how he really changed running in America, I just think is amazing. Um, even though he wasn't an influencer on TikTok, if that was around during his time, I can only imagine the content that would have been made. It would have been awesome. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, just, just inspired to like achieve as much as I can through running and inspire people the way he did, or at least at a small fraction of it is of, of the way he did that is. Yeah, man. Um, I love it. And when you come over to the Pacific Northwest, we'll uh, go hit Pree's Trails 45 minutes south of where I'm standing around that oh, yeah. campus. It's really cool, man. That'd yeah. Awesome. Um, last question for you um, is I'm a big, big fan of live the best life that you can, right? Take advantage of opportunities, go create adventures and opportunities for yourself and ones that you love and, and just go live life to the fullest, man. So give us a bucket list item. Yeah. So bucket list right now, um, is to run a marathon in all 50 States. Okay. I don't know how long it's going to, how long it's going to take. I'm two in right now. I'm, I am, I've done a marathon in New York. I did one two weeks ago and I'm running the New York city one. So that's going to slow me down a little bit. Um, on the goal, but I do have Miami planned in January. I have Austin planned in February and I need to figure out the one to do, but I will be within the next couple months doing a marathon in Kansas, actually. Okay. Funny story behind that because last year during March Madness, I told the community, I was like, Hey, whatever team went to March Madness, I'll run a marathon in that state. I was seeing all these teams in California, Texas, Florida, of course, Kansas wins. So I guess we got it. I told them I would do it before the end, before the next March Madness starts. So I have to figure that out. That's happening. But I mean, it comes down to really my love of travel and just doing something that is going to inspire people. Right. I mean, most people will never run a marathon in their life. Most people will never run a half marathon. And to be able to, and, and most people won't even, even leave their own hometown, they'll stay put. But to be able to inspire people to one, improve their lives from running, showing that I'm able to do a marathon in all 50 states, inspire people to travel, live their best life, show, show how I'm achieving different goals. And also the cool part about it is, I mean, once I break that three hours, my plan isn't really gonna be focusing on my time. It's gonna be focused on making content for the community showing people the best races, the best marathons to do. So I'm excited to also incorporate that, but we'll see how long it's going to take, but that's going to be part of the journey. I love that, man. We'll, uh, you'll have to, you know, I, I don't know if you got like one of those maps or something you're going to fill out or, you know, put a pin or they got all those different cool maps. Um, yeah, like I'm, I'm going to get one eventually. Yeah. Um, only got two so far. So once I probably, you know, get like, to the double digits i'll make a purchase like that for sure once it cool. starts looking good <laughs> it's such an incredible way to go travel man and and really you know learn about the city that you're traveling to or the country um you know use your feet to actually go get yourself around the town and um get connected with like-minded people in different ways of travel it's just such an incredible you know to way to go to go travel and and 
go do what you love and combine the two with travel and fitness and running. And so I, I feel you, man. Um, well, cool, Sam. It's it's been a pleasure, and thank you for coming on to the show. And uh, you know, I'm not sure if you you have any last words before we tell everybody where they can go find you with with Run Brighter and everything. Um, not sure if you had any last words you wanted to share, or you know, a final message. I think there's a lot of you know, be who you truly, authentically are in this show coming from you. So, um, any any last words you want to share before we jam off? Yeah, I mean, I would just say like on the topic of running, um, because that's obviously one of my biggest passions, probably my biggest passion is, you know, I think there's so many people out there who may have had bad experiences with running, right? You might, you may have had to do the mile and track and and gym class on a track when you were in fifth grade and you didn't like it, or maybe you, (laughs) what was that? Puked while doing it. Oh yeah. Or maybe you did one race when you were, when you didn't train for it and you cramped up and didn't feel well, whatever it is. um, You know, I think if you approach running really with a patient mindset and just try to have some fun with it and enjoy all the benefits that come with it, because they will, it won't happen the first day, probably won't happen the first month. It takes time with anything you do in life. It is going to take time to learn how to be really great at it and to enjoy it and to see all the benefits. So I have that same approach with running. Just give it a shot. Um, but yeah, that's what I wanted to throw out. As far as finding me, um, really easy to find me. So like I said, my name is Sam Brighter. My personal brand is Run Brighter. Brighter is not spelled B-R-I-G-H-T-E-R. It's B-R-E-I-T-E-R. Um, I'm currently on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and podcasts through Apple, Spotify, all the different platforms. I'm, I'm pretty much on every podcast directory, I believe. And, you know, all the content I make is catered towards the platform. Everything's free. I don't sell any products. I don't charge money for any of the services I do. And what I actually recently started doing, which I think is important to mention, um, I started this back in January, but I changed the way that I did, the way in which I'm doing this starting this September. So anyone who really like just in general is interested in doing this, um, anyone who's interested in enjoying running and improving their life with it, I'm willing to give out a fully free and customized running plan for really as long as people want. It's not like a 30 day trial. It's not like, Oh, you know, do this for six weeks and then we'll have the $20 a month package. It's none of that. What I used to do was people would fill out a Google form and then I would read it and create an Excel sheet. The way I'm doing it now is if you actually go to my website, which I have a website too, which has all my content there, which is just runbrighter.com, you'll be able to click on the free running plan button, which will allow you to actually put time on my calendar for a 30 minute call just like this, where we would jump on. I would speak to you and learn about all your goals that you have associated with running whether it's just being able to run a mile or be able to run a hundred mile race, whatever it is. And then after having a conversation with you, I'll understand all your goals and then create you a running plan that's catered to you. And then we could do this on a monthly basis. We can do this every few months, but really I'm just there to help people. And my only ask is if, if someone does want to get this type of experience that I just want someone's camera to be on and, the approval for us to record it so we can start sharing that content with the community. So people who might not want to be on camera can learn from your experience and be coached through other people's experiences. But that's a way that I'm giving back and trying to give value to people. It's just simply by giving this free one-on-one coaching. Um, So yeah, if anyone has questions on that, you can DM me. My phone number is 516-574-1950. I give that out easily email me at runbrighter at gmail.com or just go to my website and request the time. My calendar should always be up to date. Getting in contact with Sam is not the obstacle. So just pick up the phone <laughs> and, and uh, hit him up on any of the channels, including his. Fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, awesome. I, I, I love how you give it back too. Right. Um, I super valuable and I can appreciate that and, and respect the model. Um, Sam, it's been a pleasure having you. 
And thank you very much for coming on the Seeds of Success. And, uh, you know, we look forward to staying connected with you. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Colin. This was awesome. Really appreciate it. Best of luck with everything. I appreciate it, man. Thanks. Great. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Seeds of Success podcast. I hope that you found this to be valuable and enjoyable with some actionable takeaways that you can implement into your daily life starting right now. If you did enjoy this episode, can you please do me a huge favor and share this with one friend? Just one friend is all that I ask. And if you could please leave a five-star rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at Coolin2322. That's Coolin with two O's. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, keep planting, keep harvesting, keep sowing seeds with positive energy one day at a time. And I will see you on the next episode.